Welcome back everybody to Brutally Honest Reviews, only on the Brutally Honest Network. Today we're reviewing a favorite of this movie. Favorite? Um, <laughs> not saying that it's our favorite movie of the year, because it might not be. But, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I know. Um, no. <laughs> so, so this movie, called The Favorite, properly titled, um, is a film based in... What time period are we in? I'm sorry, I'm Old. stupid. Napoleonic. Old. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, early 1800s. There's still a war happening. I just don't know what war is. Yeah, they talk about Napoleon. They're at war with so Napoleon. 1800s? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so early 1800s. Probably close to like 1840s. Yeah. 1840s? Something like that. So they're at war with Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, th- this movie is about, basically, about Queen... Is it Queen Elizabeth? Queen Anne? Queen, Queen Anne. Yeah. Queen Anne, yeah. So it's about Queen Anne, and we're following Queen Anne and particularly the end part of her uh, her career as mm-hmm. queen, where she's kind of become she's becoming old. She's realizing that her beauty is going very quickly. She's very in dire need of of uh, reassurance, reassurance and, and attention. Mm-hmm. And she has her assistant played by hot ass lady. Don't know her name. What's her name? Hot ass lady. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Catherine Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Yes. Rachel Weiss. Okay. Okay. So yes. her, her right hand woman, Rachel Weiss, is basically she does everything for her, and Rachel Weiss actually like she ends. Rachel Weiss is kind of like the the mouth behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. She she she's does, her Dick Cheney. She's her exactly, exactly. So we just watched Vice, um, and Dick Cheney is basically to um, Dick Cheney is to George Bush what Rachel Weisz is to Queen Anne Colvin, the character played. Mm -hmm. Anne Colvin played uh, Queen Anne, and we don't really get too much backstory, which is my only, my own, my personal Mm -hmm. only story issue with this film is that we're introduced to Emma Stone who has come to the her king the Queen Anne's kingdom mm-hmm. to basically better herself mm-hmm. to basically come in she's nowhere to turn and she comes in to get basically get a job and she's initially turned down she ends up working in the uh like the maid quarters, yeah. like cleaning floors with a lie and burning her hands. She's Rachel's cousin. Mm-hmm. Rachel's cousin. Yeah. What, what's her? Is her name Catherine in this? Who? Rachel. Rachel. Sarah Churchill. Sarah. Yes, yeah, Sarah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sarah. And Emma is Abigail. Ab- yeah, I remember that one because they called her Abby a lot. Okay. Her her name was probably the only one I remember. But yeah, she they they talked like they knew who each other was because at first it was like. Your cousin? You sure you're a cousin? But apparently they, cause they're like, oh, your dad's the crazy one who like fucking went nuts and like offed himself. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was the only mild backstory of anything we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that very, Abigail comes from a fucking crazy dude? And she was sold to a fat German man. Yeah. Yep. 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 Who she tricked into? She tricked into th- him thinking that her period lasts 28 days. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Which I thought was hilarious. There was little things that were funny in this. Yeah, I, I, I mean, so this movie is about Queen Anne's decline and the fight for power between Emily Stone 
Emily. Emma Stone's character mm-hmm. and Rachel Weiss's character, Abigail. Uh, sorry, Abigail is Emma Stone's character and Sarah is Rachel Weiss's character. Mm-hmm. Um, so this entire film is basically this character study. It's just this, like when I was, I, these two didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. But I think the reason why is because I was vested in completely in the characters. And like this movie in, in the traditional sense wouldn't be, I'm not going to say it wasn't a, wouldn't be a good movie, but like it wouldn't in a traditional sense be appealing to most people because yes. it wasn't a movie for someone to watch and take apart on like an, an acting level. Mm-hmm. It was more of like, it was a bizarre film. I mean, it really was. But, like, this film, what I got out of it was really that three of the best acting performances I've ever seen. And then some. So, first thoughts, uh, Rob. So weird. (laughs) So unsettling. Too many hand jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Way too many hand jobs that you had to sit through. Yes. Until she finished. Yes off screen though it doesn't matter no that one hand <laughs> you job you could hear it the one hand job it was like smacking fucking... a can of mayonnaise with a butter knife she was <laughs> gross Emma Stone's like straight up like talking to herself and she's just like this is just happening like in the back and I'm like that's happening I that's happening that. that's happening I, I'm surprised so weird though, to that me. No, you guys didn't like it because like that was just another point of her proving like her dominance yeah. of a female over the male like persona in this movie basically yeah still don't need to see him jack anyone off for a good two minutes i know but and i definitely don't need to hear about the queen getting licked in between her legs as she put it yeah so it's just weird like there i feel like it was very like out loud but it was supposed to be so secret between her and sarah but when they're walking to the carriage she's like i like when she puts her tongue inside me yeah that was it what I loved all of it. Because you know that Sarah ain't doing that shit. Mm-mm. I thought that that She's just letting the queen doing the nasty to her. Yeah. She doesn't do that in turn. That's what I loved. Because, like, it became such... There was so much tension. There was. There's so much tension that I was just like, oh, shit, this is going... Like, I did not know what was going to happen next. Mm-mm. That was my thing with this movie. And, like, I fucking loved it. And, like, I know everybody's not going to like it because it's a very unique type of movie. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. Um, Terry, did you finish or did I interrupt you? <laughs> oh, no, I finished. <laughs> you finished? Okay, good. Too many hand jobs. <laughs> Too many hand jobs that you finished? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me just go into this a little bit more before yeah. I turn it over. Sure. Um, the acting in this was some of the best I've ever seen, hands down. Yeah. It the was really cinematography good. in this was actually very, very strong. The only issue I had was when they chose to use their wide-angle lens to show the size of the grandeur of the place to how immature they were acting. Mm-hmm. They could have used the lens with no distortion. It I went very fisheye frequently. It did. And I was like, ooh, my brain's getting all stupid now. Because they did it a lot, and I couldn't tell if that was like meant to represent something or someone just fucked up with a lens somewhere because it went very yeah. fisheye but I didn't know if that was purposeful. You could go as as far to say that it was also the distorted view that these characters had while all of their villagers literally suffered and died from disease mm-hmm. while they partied up in, in a mansion and treating things like it's no big deal and dined on 
dined and danced and, and partied every day. And the ducks. whores did well. That's all we knew of. There's just whores everywhere. Yes. <laughs> however, however, the distortion with the lens wasn't necessary. No. We got it. We, yes. It was a little bit heavy-handed. It was. That I didn't like. The acting, though, back to the acting, like the, the three leads, incredible. Um, the actor from um, Warm Bodies that you <laughs> mentioned off camera. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicholas Holt or Holt. That's his name? I think so. You guys didn't like, or, or at least one of you. No, didn't I like. liked him. So you didn't like him. He was oh. He was so creepy. He was very Dennis just, Reynolds-like. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I feel like his character was just annoying, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not necessarily been conditioned, but like I feel like in a sort of high society type thing, I don't want to see like little brats running around because then I'm like, oh fuck, you kind of make big deal decisions for like a general public, and you are literally pushing people off a hill because they won't tell you secrets. Like well, every, you are a child. Everybody's but, like, a jaded idiot. Politics though, today are like that. So he was just. I don't know. Just ridiculous. I think it's just the makeup. I was like, I cannot take it. Yeah, it was the lipstick, the blush. But that's the very wig. much how they were. Like men yeah. back in the day yeah. were always yeah. like that. That's how you looked healthy and powerful. There are a lot that's of how they hid jokes. their syphilis. Yes. Yes. Funny story. <laughs> what? That's why they all dress like that. It's to hide syphilis. Really? Yeah. Oh, diseases run rampant. Yeah, they oh, didn't because all the bruises on the face. Yeah. Oh wow. That's why they seriously. Yeah. Huh. It's the same thing how people from Spain say Barcelona. They did that because their king talked with a lisp. So they did that so he didn't feel weird. Incredible. And this man got so syphilis up, he started bruising and having open sores. So he started dressing like that with a wig and stuff because his hair was falling out. He had bruises and lesions. So people like, oh, that's the new look. They do that in Pillars of the Earth. It's pretty nasty. Like that time period, it was just a lot of covering up, a lot yeah. of nasty, yeah, Gross. going on. People, unless you're a poor and homeless, and you let that shit dirty. just simmer. Yeah, get all maggoty. Mm-hmm. So let's let's turn over to you for your thoughts. What, what do you think? Um, so I went into this thinking it was going to be a little bit more family friend, not family friendly, but not as um aggressive as yeah. it was. But I think the thing that upset me is the. F- Yes. I think the thing that upset me is the fact that this was so <laughs> visually beautiful. <laughs> I'm having a serious conversation. <laughs> this is a lot visually was very well done. Costuming was so well done. Acting yeah. was so well done. But I feel like if anyone asked me how it was, I would have to be very careful on how I told them. Because not everybody is going to be able to sit through this and be like, that was great. Like, I still found so much about this I liked and I still didn't really like it because I feel like I'm not the person this was made for but at the same time it all depends on how you feel about this kind of like subject matter and kind of character development and things of that nature Yeah, because it was very beautiful I very very much so like sort of old renaissance-y type you know shit like that but the lighting was very good a lot of it was very very pretty to look the at. The use of candles. There was a, a real daylight. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was very show. well executed, but it's very um, delicate subject matter in certain situations that I feel like if certain people was like, can I go see it? I don't know. 
I don't think it's very delicate though, because like back then it's like, I, I like obviously like there's a lot of tongue in cheek like references to, you know, this and that. that a lot may of not stuff. Be... Yeah, but like the general, like generally how everyone acted and like I could definitely see that in a primitive age. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I feel, but I feel like all films I've seen in that sort of nature have never been uh, like that. Yeah. Like, they've always been more of like, these are beautiful, you know, time, I mean, what, Monty Python or whatever, that's its own fucking universe. Yeah. But like, things like, I went in thinking this is going to be something like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Like, I thought it was going to no be, way. like, because that wasn't, it was like renaissance and it had its little, like, gory aspects, but I wasn't expecting as much. Hands. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of sexual tension in the theater the whole time, and I feel like everyone else who was in the theater with me wasn't expecting it because you yeah. could feel how tense it was in there during certain scenes, and I'm just like, I feel like I'm more uncomfortable by the vibe of this room than what's actually happening. I might be able to shed a little bit of light on how this director works. Okay. Because after this film, after I saw this film, I liked it so much that I'm like, I've, I've, I've heard about his previous film, mm-hmm. The Lobster, for a long time, mm-hmm. and I sat down and watched it, and I stayed up till like 2 a.m. or something, and it was like dying, I usually go to sleep at like 9, I'm like a baby now, <laughs> um, but like I stayed up till like 2 in the morning watching The Lobster, his first film, um, the director's name is Yorgos Lanthimos, I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong, That Sorry. sounds like something. He's Greek. Greek? Yeah, it's just tough to say. Alright. Close? Yeah. Okay. So the lobster is about, and I'm not gonna try to give it. I'm gonna try not to give anything away because I recommend everybody go see it. It's definitely a very bizarre and weird film. The lobster takes place in a fictional world where when people don't, when people, well, no, not people don't, when people lose their partner in life, mm-hmm. they lose their husband or wife because they die. Oh, he likes this Rachel Weiss lady. She's in a bunch of his shit. Yeah, she's in that too. Um, so when, when their partners die, they go to this hotel where they're assigned basically a regimen where they're living at this hotel the whole time and they have to find a partner in 40 something days. And if they don't find a partner in that many days, they get turned into an animal and then they have a second chance in finding a partner there. As an animal? As an animal. That sounds interesting. And if they don't find a partner, oh no, no, if, if, if they, um... And they do this thing in the movie called The Hunt, where Sorry. they hunt uh, the runaways, the people who have escaped or what? have outstayed their welcome there. Oh. It's, it's, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on, but like this film was fucking just amazing. Like it was, in, it was a whole universe created in this movie, and Colin Farrell's in it. Um, well, Rachel Weisz is in it also. Who else is in it? I mean, you've got to see it. It I, sounds it, interesting. This guy seems yeah. to be a big fan of hand jobs in movies. Okay. Just reading the plot. Yeah. I, I feel like because I wasn't of familiar. Johnson? Yeah. I wasn't familiar with his work beforehand. I wasn't expecting it to be. I'm not saying it was aggressive, but yeah. like. It was in your face. It was. It was very in your face. They spent, you know, like, a lot, strangely of, a lot done. of time on it. and yeah. But still how it was shot was well done. So I'm sitting there watching this like, okay, but things were well lit. I feel like everything, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like things were accurate. 
Yeah. With like palaces and they're like hidden doors and you know, little hallways and all that shit and if you do remember, it is limited release. So like maybe yeah. they knew that. They were like, This isn't that's, for everybody. That's why yeah. I'm like, is this was was this done on purpose because this was so interesting? Mm. Or because Mary, Queen of Scots or whatever, is a not it's not the same, but it's a period piece, same if similar you will. time period. And in yeah. Period. Also in it, yeah. So queen. it's like Is she? Uh, yeah. I'm actually Check it out. I'm pretty sure. I wanna see that. Yeah, I want to see it too. It's but out. I, f- it's I feel nice. like both when they both came out, I was like, oh, these are probably super cool. That <laughs> thought they were going to be super similar, and I can guarantee uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, is not going to be anything like yeah. this. But like this, this I think what it not upset me, but it's because this film is kind of for a specific kind of group, and it's yeah. upsetting that I feel like some people aren't going to really understand how visually beautiful this film is. Yeah. Because they'll be, like, for me, it, when I left, I was a little bit stuck oh, on the, the shit that happened. I was thought Queen Anne. I thought she she's was fantastic. Oh, I know, I know she is. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. She was fantastic in this film. Whilst aggressive, she was fantastic. Yeah. She, she's also the officer in Hot Fuzz that keeps trying to fuck everybody. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember that. I've been around the office a couple of times. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I recommend everybody see Lobster because then you'll understand where this director's coming yeah, from. Yeah, that Way actually sounds more. pretty interesting. I'll watch it. Yeah. You seen Dogville? No. It's very up the alley of Dogville. Dogville is about a fictional um, community that is like, uh, it's like, it's like a community where everybody kind of chips in mm-hmm. to uh, help each other out but it plays out in a warehouse with boundaries instead of walls it's dotted lines on the floor so you can see inside everybody's house what's going on so you see natalie portman in this movie get taken advantage of and you just see like the hierarchy <laughs> like you just see people devolve right like so it's very all like their walls are down and shit yeah see dogville if you wow. get a chance too okay like that's a wild film I definitely need to, I need to go into the, I definitely need, no, I don't necessarily need to do research. I don't really care about spoilers, but I definitely think going in knowing what I was getting myself into probably yeah. helped. Yeah. I, I, I knew a little bit about what this was about. I did do a lot of research into it. Like, I love Emma Stone. Yeah. Also, she's super hot. She's cool. So, she's you cool. know, that's fly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I loved this. I thought that it was great. I mean, I don't really have anything to say except for the camera, one wide angle thing. Yeah. I, no, I don't know. The mom, well, Rachel Weiss almost looks unaged from the mummy. Yeah. Gosh, she's fucking hot. She's aged. I want to be her well. so bad <laughs> when I grow up. Like, I just, she just is aging so well. You know, <laughs> it's not fair. If, if you take away the uncomfortable hand jobs, I would have liked this movie a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Not focusing on the yeah, things you don't that did ha- make me uncomfortable. I this was great. I don't need a hand job in relatively real time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like, well, cool. This, this actually just probably as happened. Enthusiastic to- as everyone else that gives a hand job. <sighs> Thinking about her work day. What was this rated? Definitely R. Okay. R. I don't. Definitely. I don't. I. I know. Yeah. When you're a grown ass adult, you don't care about ratings anymore. So I never know what I'm actually seeing. You, I like the way this movie, the entire time the movie is building up to a head, 
Mm. Not literally, but also <laughs> literally. Um, the entire time this movie is building up, you know that Emma Stone is gonna try to sleep with the queen to get her on, to get her to pick her over Rachel. Absolutely, Weiss. absolutely. You like, but they don't do it heavy-handed. Like it's not, and neither were the hand jobs, man. <laughs> not. Those were delicate. That was a poor, poor, poor analogy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, We're gonna have to end up like getting this like age restricted if we don't relax. No, these are all these are all hand jobs thirteen plus. Okay. Hand jobs are thirteen plus. What do you mean? Is that like a sale? <laughs> yeah, it's a sale. <laughs> Just giving them away for anyone over thirteen. So but this not podcast kids. is PG thirteen. We don't diddle kids. <laughs> TV fourteen. Not in uh, not in Frank's beauties pageant. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Where are we? Um, all over the place. <laughs> this film was kind of all over the place. This movie's tough for me to review. It really is because I really didn't have any issue with it. I really liked it a lot. I really did. Can you explain the ending? Oh, the she ending? was touching mm-hmm. her. Like the very the queen's end? still yeah. in power. That's how she's Yeah, but know. like why did it spend 10 minutes focusing on bunnies zooming in? I didn't understand that. Oh, I don't get the rabbits, but I got the ending. How Queen was letting her know that she saw through her. Yeah, she's like, I just saw you step on my kid because my, she stepped on a. Bunny. My leg hurts, rabbit. Yeah, but it's like why? Why? <laughs> yeah, it's something to think about. I Part really of me was like, know. did she kill her own kids? Like, what's going on? Because she, she said she, she was, got a bunny for every kid that died. I read about the backstory. Really, it's just because nobles are all inbred and they're all very unhealthy. So it was hard for her to go full term with the children. Explain the rabbits, like though. the end with the Well, the rabbits, rabbits is, is just ridiculous. how she filled their holes for the missing children. Yeah. I saw that wink, boy. Those weren't rabbits. <laughs> is yeah, is Emma tons. Stone supposed to be just like another rabbit to her? Like, is she is no, that she, supposed to she's be like the, she's the new she's kid replaceable? On the block. Well, everyone's happen? replaceable. But she really only got her because usually she was the one doing all the work. Well, it's really ra- the rabbit shot we're trying to figure out. Though. Yeah, because they, they, they focus so it. much time on that. And I'm like, I'm yeah. missing something. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm definitely missing something with that. But it's like shit like that that would happen. And I'm like, I know. I mean, try looking it up. This means something answer. and I don't know what it is. What are the rabbits at the end of favorite mean? I, I, I don't know. I, the, that is one they thing do stand know. for her children. Yeah. And when she started to hurt one of her children is when she stood up for herself. But you remember the end when they cross-cut her rubbing her leg with all yeah. the bunnies jumping around. Yeah, what but it, it was right after she saw Maybe her just hurt an artistic shot? I don't know. It's gotta... That, it, that, they focused on it way too much for it to not mean yeah, something. And I think that's... Has a meaning. I left very unsettled because of that's how it ended. I was like, Am I, are we sure it's done? But I did like like most. I don't know if most, but I feel like I've watched films like this when they're in this time period and they split it up into parts. So like when it was like I, and then like IV and all that shit. I liked the titles. Yeah, they were. There was a lot of this that was very visually cool. Yeah. Just some shit was just well aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And like rabbits, I didn't understand. But Ah, it sucks. Okay. Oh, did did we find out? Possibly. Okay, let's figure this out. What do the rabbits mean? Hold while we figure it out. 
Okay. <laughs> there are actual rabbits, 17 of them, representing each of Queen Anne's lost children. Yeah, we know that. Some born as blood, the Queen says, while others are were stillborn or died in early childhood. Yeah. Favorites loosely based on real events. Recounting the fall from grace from Queen Anne's most trusted companion, Sarah Churchill, the Duchess of Marlborough. Mm-hmm. The inclusion of the bunnies, however, to represent those all-too-brief lives is an uh, apocryphal flourish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not unlike the incredible dance scene in which Sarah can be found voguing with her rival Abigail's future husband. Not only is there no record of Queen Anne having kept such a maudlin menagerie, but also rabbits only popularly started to be kept as domestic pets in the 19th century, a full hundred years after the favorite is set. Yeah, this is probably not gonna tell us what we wanna know though. Is she a domestic pet? Is that what it is? That last, the last shot is what we need yeah. to know. It is Abigail who is attracted to them. Abigail who realizes that showing affection toward the bunnies is the surest way to the queen's heart. Yeah. And all that will remain. In the end, are the bunnies with their cute ears, wide eyes, and killer instincts. Okay. Don't get it. I think Abigail is a domesticated pet. I think that's all it is because I feel like they're fighting to be her favorite, but they're fighting to be her favorite by doing things she wants them to do. Cause like, I feel we, we touched upon it. We were like, she's, she's in charge. So like, even though she's keeping all these bunnies and everything, you know, she makes Sarah every time she's like, say hello to the children, like all that shit. I feel like she just kind of barks orders at them and I feel like they're domesticated pets. So when she's on the floor and like at her knee and all that, I feel like they're just domesticated pets like the rabbits are. You're right, because at the end, the queen stares at her knowing she full well that she has the power over Abigail. Mm-hmm. And almost like she did she needs she needed to go through the loss of Sarah to reassure herself that she has the that power. That she has power. And and Abigail ended up at the end be and ending surprised because she thought that she had won and she thought mm-hmm. that she had the power and she didn't realize that she just put herself underneath yeah. You know, mm. a She's yeah, exactly. Just found basically yeah. what you just said. Oh, tight. <laughs> I didn't need anyone to explain shit. Sarah <laughs> criticized the rabbits as sentimental and macabre. Yep. Abigail on the other hand used them to ingregate herself with the queen. In a sense, Abigail appeared to be a rabbit herself. Mm-hmm. Beautiful and cuddly and harmless. But with that final shot, Lathmos conveys a different message. Abigail's act has taken on a bastardized truth. She's a pet, caged and helpless. And the queen's desperate desire for unconditional love, the love of the children she doesn't have, has led her to cast off the one person who truly cared about her. All that she's left with are rabbits, with Abigail being one of them. I feel like that Hmm. makes me like this film way more, now that that was kind of explained. Because I didn't really get that at first, and Hmm. that's purely just me being way too caught up on all the things but yeah seems too obvious of a but i feel like now that we talk about that i'm like yeah they really they fought for the same thing but at the same time 
90% of this was Sarah making the shots through the queen. Mm-hmm. Right. And now that the queen's kind of making, she's, you know, stroked out, half of her body's not working. She's, like, decaying from the inside. And she died, she, like, three years she, after this movie. Yeah. Was... She had, like, a, like, a, she just had a pet at that point. Like, mm-hmm. she, like you said, like, she, she realized that she did still have power because even though Abigail, like, stepped on one of the bunnies and it was screaming and even though, like, the queen like had no vision at that point. Yeah. She could still tell that something wasn't right. And she's like, uh-uh, bitch, I'm gonna put you in your place. But it's like, she couldn't do that with Sarah. Right. Sarah was always like, bitch, you better sit down. And I'm like, she would have told her to fuck off. That is the queen. Yeah. And um, so like at first when Emma Stone was like, I won. And she was like, have you? Now that we are talking about this, I'm, I like this so much more. Mm. Because now I'm like, all of this makes so much sense. Mm. I'm upset with myself at getting so caught up on how tense this whole thing was. Well, and like the, just the fact that like how Emma Stone would just be just be able, Abigail would just be able to. She was just so good at manipulating. She was the the typical male sex driven characters mm-hmm. that it was like it was so entertaining to watch. Just her dismantle her situation. No matter what it was, she seemed to figure it she out. She had control until she didn't. Yeah, because nobody was paying attention, even mm-hmm. the queen, until yeah. the end. Until yep. she realized, wait, this is just, you know, this is a, this is the pet. I have a, I have power. Yeah. This is my slave. She's not my keeper. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. All right. Tight. Wow, I'm mad at myself a little bit. <laughs> well. It's definitely a movie. It's I can't, still. I can't wait to see it. It's again. made for a specific it's, audience. Yes. I was just about to say this is one of those movies that I don't think I could watch again, nor would I want to. Mm. Not that it's bad. There are great movies like Sch- Sch- Schindler's List is a movie I don't want. to Yeah. Watch again. No, I'm yeah. really glad I watched movie, it, but right? I don't. It's along those lines. Like this movie, I just found unsettling. I wasn't. I didn't hate the movie. I just didn't like it. I didn't like the mm. way it made me feel. Yeah. <laughs> For me, just coming from like a film perspective, like watching three actresses just completely like own everything. Mm-hmm. Like this, this like to me, like watching this was like Jesus. I wish this would who happen was on your, my side. Who did you think stole the show in this movie? Queen Anne. That's what I think too. Out of all the heavy performances they had in this. I still think that the queen was the best. As a character who wasn't, like, I feel like Sarah and Abigail were, like, these super sexy, pretty people. And, like, Queen Anne, though she's in power, she's still, like, unraveling. I feel like she had the most kind of going on, even though it focused on these two girls being the favorite. Like, you... Mm. You saw her like unraveling in a Queen position Anne, of power. Queen Anne's the one that went through a character arc. Yeah. yeah. The other two were just there to be to bounce off of her, to be <clears throat> uh, antagonists. Yeah. Both of them were some of the best antagonists I've ever seen. But like, I can't. You're right. I can't say that Queen Anne didn't steal the show. You know, her, her de-evolution during the whole movie was incredible 
Yeah. yeah. And I feel like most, like in almost all films, it's mainly seeing someone start from nothing and like get to somewhere. And this is someone who has everything. She's in a Slowly position decaying. of power and she is just rotting Literally. the whole time. Has the gout, has yep. a stroke. Yep. Yeah. Her stroke oh, face was incredible. That, I need to do that research was on creepy. that. I need to do research on that. Her, they definitely. You can, they never addressed that she had a stroke. No, but they but made you half could her tell face. right when it happened. She was. Yeah. They definitely pulled really her well face done. down with nasty. tape and then put prosthetics over her. I need to know. My leg, my leg hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Touch me. <laughs> I think that's also just... Uh. The scene where Sarah was on the other side of the door and um, and Queen Anne wouldn't let her in was a really big scene for me mm -hmm. because like it was Queen Anne finally putting her foot down after being so giving in. Yeah. And it was just like that was the, the tension came to a, like a head. Mm-hmm. Not literally. Not this time. Not I this feel time. like... I don't know. At that point, like, they were fighting to be the favorite, but I feel like at that point, Sarah knew she won. Mm -hmm. Like, she knew because, I mean, whatever. Her husband was taken out of power right. to make decisions towards the end. Um, they still had, like, a castle to go to, whatever. And they... Sarah and the queen still had love for each other i mean she was sending her like letters and then you know abigail was taking them and throwing them in the fire but yeah. i feel like she knew like when she was like do you really think you won like you won like she knew yeah that just because you're the favorite doesn't mean shit like i can go she gave me a castle like i can just go be my own human and right. now you are nothing without the queen yeah she's trapped She's a lady now with a husband she gives no shit about. She just wanted to marry him to become a lady. But it's like she gave up every ounce of her yeah. to be in this position. Yeah. To just still be a pet to somebody. Right. And I feel like they focused a lot of like when these they she was sold to whoever and, you know, they kept making references that she was going to be, you know, thrown out with like rest of the whores and. Yeah. Fuck her in the ass or whatever the hell they were saying. Just aggressive shit of that nature. Yeah. And it's like she's st she still ended up being used. Yeah. Damn, I'm glad we talked about this because I definitely changed my mind about this yeah. film. I just want to see it again. I don't think I'll see it again. But it is yeah. super... And I'm, I think what disappoints me definitely the most is that this is meant for people... Who want to discuss it and talk yeah. about it and really get into it and so i feel like some people aren't going to be able to see past some of the shit that happens and i think that's what made me uncomfortable because i could yeah. tell like every all the women well not all the women but there was a lot of scenes where like people were like nervous laughing yeah like they were like <laughs> oh my god let this shop and it's like unfortunate because this was very visually beautiful costuming was fucking fantastic effects yeah. while minimal were well done in terms of makeups and characters while whatever my own personal gripes about certain actor choices aside this well acted well executed however you feel in aggressively sexual situations is your own shit but yeah, i've seen it all okay evan <laughs> when there's two it's like moms in front of me like on like a dinner date maybe, together and this is what they're seeing maybe I'm like, that's wow, why i felt so uncomfortable because 
who I was watching it with, it was nothing but middle-aged women. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There was huh. a couple of like men you knew were just dragged along because yeah. they wanted to see it, but it that's was a lot of older so women, and that, that's yeah, that's why they're like, Haha. do you think they oh get their God. rocks off? I hope not. Oh no, <laughs> with, with the reactions and how like no, I've never sat getting off. <laughs> I've never sat through a more silent film than yeah. this. Really? Besides like the nervous laughs here and there, there was not a. I mean, besides like a quiet place, which I'm still super like shocked the audience was that quiet for it. Mm. This was the most silent, tense film I have ever sat through. And yeah. I think that's also what had to do with it. Because the whole environment, I was like, I just want to go home right huh. now. And then I had like an hour drive home from Framingham. But like, yeah. It's just a filter difference. I don't really give a shit what I see. I've seen so much shit. You you yeah. also forget that I've, I've had a 2,500 movie horror collection. And I've watched a lot of the shittier I've movies, seen but the movies that shit. take over your entire living room. I've see, seen those it. things yeah. those things don't bother me. Yeah. I don't know why this bothered me so yeah, much. Yeah, I'm used to like yeah, super raunchy shit. I definitely feel like it's the people I was, was around. I definitely Maybe. it's the whole setting of it. I wasn't in a familiar theater. <laughs> and they made a rape joke. Did they? Yeah. They did make when yeah, he busted did. into her room. She's like, "What? What is it gonna be?" He's like, "Oh my lord, I don't do that." So she goes, "Oh, it's rape then." Yeah. And she just swings open her like yeah. nightgown and accepts it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's the time it's the period. time period. Yeah, that, that's and I think that's weird. what's super unfortunate too. Like a lot of people don't want to accept that's how the time period was. Yeah. Like I mean, men, men and women are still trafficked, mainly women, but like. Back then, you literally just went to a whorehouse or your dad sold you to some lord somewhere and you were literally like a chalk for his pool cue. Like, that's just all you were. Well, I, think, I think it was put in the movie <laughs> to highlight how, like, how, like, disgusting it is to rape somebody. But, like, the problem is, like, when certain people see this, like, some people go to the movies and would find it funny. Yeah. Like some people find it some there are people out there who literally find rape funny. Which like not I'm not saying like to joke about it and like a joking set like a real like a joking sense. I'm saying like there are actually really real people yeah. who actually legitimately get a kick out of it mm -hmm. when rape is brought up. Mm -hmm. And those people should just be exiled. Yeah. Chemically castrated. Yeah. That's right. People still do that? Sure, why not? <laughs> Why am I saying hopefully? As if I wish that upon myself. <laughs> for Jesus. for those people's sake. That's not a snip snip. That's like a that's like a um I've only like Quentin Tarantino and Planet Terror. I've only seen that meme on like Family Guy. When like Chris turns into just like a noob because he just loves girls' titties and he like pops boners and they're like, chemical castration. I'm like, is that a thing? And he turns into like such like a hello like, individual. <laughs> He's like manners and shit. I'm like, is that when it happens? I don't get it. Like when you're not thinking about ladies and lady parts all the time, you just turn into a well-mannered member of society. People think that's what Michael Jackson's father did to him. Oh, that's what? how he kept his voice like that. Oh, chemical yeah, castration. We'll never know. Oh boy. <laughs> or maybe we will one day. Someone know. has that file some, somewhere. Some kind of weird pirate grave robber from 2021. 2100. <laughs> Someone's going to come back from the future and be like, I guess what I found, bitch. Hope there's a rip. So let's, let's round slot. this one out. Um, okay. Final thoughts in number grade. 
Rob. As much as I didn't enjoy watching this movie, it was still a good movie. Yeah. Like, I see all the positive aspects of it, but I probably won't watch it again. Actually, no, I won't watch it again. But probably like a 7, 7.5. Right. Um, I upped my review even more than it already was. It was a 9. I'm going 9.5. I really loved this movie. It was some of the best acting I've ever seen. And I'm looking forward to buying it and watching it several more times to catch anything I missed. Um, cinematography was amazing. Again, just that one weird distortion wide shot not really needed. Mm. You know, we get it. Um, the lighting was amazing. Um, a lot of daylight, natural light, because it's you know, trying to be authentic to the time period. They don't try to sugarcoat everything with this warm lighting and throwing, trying to make these... Make it super romantic looking. Yeah, it's already surrealist. So yeah. Like, you don't want to go too far. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think their choice to just keep it daylight, use a lot of negative fill, was, like... It's cool. It kept the characters grounded. Yeah. And it made Queen Anne's descent into... Or descent in general much that much more entertaining to watch mm-hmm. and artsy um yeah 9.5 i yeah no regrets nice um yeah visually this was an incredible film i think with lighting and what you said i feel like that kept it that's what kept it super uneasy i think because the natural light was very gray very gloomy very very cold feeling and I, that just kept me feeling like oh shit cuz usually I feel like renaissance things, you want it to have like super romantic candle lighting and everything's yeah. beautiful. And this is kind of like, no, bitch, this is how it was like. Yeah. And again, I feel like subject matter is definitely for certain types of people. Definitely depends on comfort level and who's watching it. But once we're, we're talking about it and explaining it more, I definitely changed my rating of it because I didn't. Yeah. When I left, I was very uncomfortable, so I was like, fuck this movie! But, like, now thinking about it, now talking about it, I didn't hate it leaving either. Visually was great, costuming was beautiful, makeup was beautiful, acting was was incredible. It was just a little weird. Um, Yeah. I think I'm gonna give it an 8.5, purely because it sucks of how limited I feel like people will be able to sit through this. Yeah. As visually beautiful as it is, I feel like there's some people who just won't be able to get past some of the shit that happens, unfortunately. I don't argue that. It's probably why it's limited release. Just yeah. pain for me. <laughs> there, was, there wasn't a lot of people in the theater either. There was the two people in front of me, a couple of couples off to the side. And this was all it. over trailers on TV, so it was bizarre. Yeah. Really? That it wasn't wider release? I don't have yeah. television. <laughs> I watch nothing but Netflix and Hulu. So... I only ever saw it the couple of times in the no, theaters. No, it was. It was advertised all over TV. Yeah, because I, but I don't watch a lot of TV either, so now I'm like, what the fuck? Which you is, saw a lot of trailers, and but it was. Which yeah. is weird. I watch FX and things like that. It was. Oh, on FX. Okay, yeah. that <laughs> explains it. Because I'm like, this is weird for something that is this mature in content mm. to have it be so not promoted, but like. <laughs> I don't know. There's, like, certain things that you're like, yeah, that'd be cool. It's like a YouTube ad. But, like, certain yeah. things I'm like, you're on TV. Yikes. And I think that's what made me go in, thinking it'd be a little more tame than it was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think this was great. It was just great for certain types of viewers. All right. Uh, plug this week. Like, rate, review, subscribe, share. 
Same old, same old. All of it. Yeah, like us, love us, leave us comments. Tell us what you thought. Did you see this? Because we want to know. <sighs> yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Brutally Honest Reviews, only on the Brutally Honest Network. Uh, this was the favorite. Um, I highly recommend checking out Yorgos Lanthimos' other film, The Lobster. It's currently on Netflix. Ooh, I, I don't think know I'm going to long. then. Yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. Mm. Um, I will definitely go see anything he puts out because he's shown to create very weird, complex movies with complex characters and quality actors. And I don't know. It's it's when you see the lobster, you you know it's 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 just gonna be. Mm. It, just let me know. It's weird. <laughs> okay. it's, it's very weird. But. Weirder than this? Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, by far. Okay. By far. But is it's more modern? I'm assuming. Um, no. Or is, well, it's, it's its own it's, planet. It's its own thing. All right, yeah. that's in. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an alternate world. Okay, I can get into Not that. Not that crazy, just just the way in which people can, like, act. Act? Okay. And also the fact that you turn into an animal, or they turn you into an animal. I love animorphs. What the frig? It's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, check us out next week. We've got another podcast coming out next week on Brutally Honest Reviews. Uh, we have our music podcast, Streaming for Gold. And we also have our filmmaking podcast, The Jump Cut, pretty soon. We're also going to have our office comedy, which is live action, and we're filming in February, called Hotline. And we will also have Beyond the Wall, which is a Game of Thrones show, starting very soon, which will be recapping all of the other six seasons of Game of Thrones. And then when the seventh one starts, you'll get one episode per episode. One, yes, one episode per episode. But leading up, I think we're going to do one episode per season. Something like that. Yeah. Still fleshing it out, but either one to three episodes per season could do something like hmm. that. Yeah, just let me know. I'm not yeah, on that. Tune in for all that shit, and uh, see you next week. Peace. Bye.